This episode is forbidden. This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What's up, guys, and welcome to episode 153 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, Steve. How was your vacation? It was good times. Good times. Steve went to the beach. He was, you know, while we were here working in the studio, he was like laying back, sipping some margaritas. We really (laughs) need to have a studio on the beach because that would be awesome. That'll be be Studio Beach. (laughs) Get it? All right. So we got a great discussion (laughs) planned for you guys today. I say that every episode, don't I? You well, do. but it's true every episode. It's true obviously. every single time. But this time especially, because we're going to be talking about a song I never, ever, ever thought we'd be able to talk about with you guys. But you'll find out in a few minutes why we can actually talk about it. So before we get to that point, though, we do have a few things to cover. And uh, a listener named McKenzie requested I do this, and I haven't done it in a while. So I felt the need to do with this one for Mackenzie. It's a Dear Taylor segment. Now, to fill in any new listeners, we get emails every day of the week, voicemails every day of the week that are addressed to Taylor, not to us. In fact, we probably get more of those than emails that are supposed to come to us. And that's because people either think that we are Taylor or think that we can somehow send her these, which we cannot do. Correct. Just so you know. So... This one I picked out. Now, a lot of them, the reason I don't do it frequently is because most of them are very unoriginal. They're just like, oh my gosh, Taylor, I love you so much. Please email me back. And it would be boring if I read those every single episode. But occasionally I come across a unique one. This one had the subject line, hey, dipstick. However, it wasn't the word stick. You can use your imagination on that. Figure out what the subject line was. I was wondering how you were going to approach that when I read it in the doc. I was like... Uh, is he going to believe himself? What's going to what's gonna go down? No, but needless to say, the subject line did not say dipstick. It said something pretty similar, but a uh, little more of an expletive. Then the email itself. Hey, Taylor, sorry about the subject line. Someone once said that if you want celebrities to open messages, that's how to get them to do it. Now, first off, I'm going to note, if you put that in the subject line to an actual celebrity and not to me, you're probably going on some blacklist somewhere. So let's, let's see what else this guy had to say. I have no idea how often you check this, but I read on one of your social media sites that you like to hike. I live in blank. I'm not telling you the location to protect his identity. And we have some of the greatest hiking in the world. If you ever want to get away from the hustle of celebrity life, I'd love to take you hiking and show you some of the sites. It's an open offer, and I don't mean for this to be a publicity stunt or anything. Just an offer to try something new and experience something you normally would, would try. I think he meant wouldn't try. I really hope you'll consider it. Signed, I'm also going to keep the name anonymous for, well, his privacy more than anything. But here's advice he to you, Mr. He sent this email to you thinking you're Taylor. That's actually kind of a nice email. It's, well, it's, not, it's pretty funny. Sort of, but here's some advice to this guy. If you want to go on a hike with Taylor, do not initiate the conversation by calling her a dipstick. <laughs> I'm just throwing that one out there. It probably wouldn't work. If this were addressed to me, sir, I would not want to go on a hike with you. I would be offended. Although, to his credit, I definitely would read the email. It would probably go to your spam filter anyhow, so it probably probably wouldn't even make it in your inbox. (laughs) So should we tell this guy to take a hike or what? (laughs) Ah, Someone remind me later. I got to insert a rim shot after Steve's little... Maybe I'll forget, and we'll just consider that the rim shot for you, Steve. But that was, in fact, clever. So that is your Dear Taylor for the week. Now, getting into the actual episode, Sammy, can you tell us what has been going on in the Taylor Swift news lately? I can, although I thought it was a slow week. It was apparently a very big week for news. Um, So Outtakes 5 was released this week for the Shake It Off music video. This week we watched Taylor become twerking Tay-Tay as she learned the art, and she also learned the art of finger-tutting. What's finger-tutting? It's the the guy... The thing where you move your fingers. When they're doing, like, the hand, the finger... 
I'm trying to do a hand motions like you can see. Just watch the video. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, the, t- the twerker said of Taylor, definitely didn't think she could twerk, but she can twerk. And the tutter said, if the singing thing doesn't work out for her, she can definitely take this up as a profession. <laughs> I don't think he was being serious, though. But, you yeah, know, I, I, I don't think so either. However, the twerkers <laughs> definitely were. They came up with a hashtag oh, yeah. for her called Twerk and Tay or Twerk and Taylor, I think. Twerk and Tay Tay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Taylor will. Um, it was announced this week that Taylor will be part of Scholastic's Reading Opens a World of Possible with Taylor Swift. You can sign up to watch a live stream of the event, which is open to all teachers and their classrooms to participate, as well as not teachers or students, but, you know, it's specifically geared toward teachers and students. And the live stream will take place on October 29th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. For more information, go to scholastic.com slash Taylor Swift. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. She did that two years ago for Red as well. Um, I don't think that it'll be exactly the same thing, but it's the same kind of idea. Our, our future English teacher here on the show is getting really excited for two years from now when she's got her own classroom. That would be yeah, me. I'm going to make them watch it, even if they're 17. So cool. Oh, I don't think it matters. I don't think it's geared towards, well, I don't it's, know who it's It's probably towards. for younger kids, but. So what? They can yeah. live. They can suck mm-hmm. it up. Um, Taylor has teamed up with Regal Entertainment Group and Diet Coke. They have a VIP experience with Taylor Swift contest running. You can enter at coca-cola.promo.eprize.com slash Taylor slash a whole bunch of numbers that we'll have in the show notes. Um, (laughs) I can't believe you even tried to read that, Sammy. Well, you know, I gotta try. And starting mid-October, Taylor will be featured on medium-sized popcorn bags. Yummy. Which I am real excited for, and I will be going to the movies just for the bag. <laughs> um, Taylor's bag will be popping. <laughs> pop. Okay. pop, 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 <laughs> Okay, they get it. <laughs> Sorry, that was a dirty pop reference. If anyone knows who that that is, I just please tell me somebody knows who what that reference is. Please, anybody, <laughs> anybody. I hear crickets chirping. <laughs> um, Taylor joins the Diet Coke Get a Taste campaign, offering fans an exclusive taste of her new album, 1989. Diet Coke will debut a new Get a Taste commercial featuring Taylor in mid-October. During the spot, Diet Coke will offer fans an exclusive taste of an unreleased clip from one of Taylor's new tracks off her highly anticipated fifth studio album, 1989. These these clips cannot be heard anywhere else other than on the commercials. Until the commercial releases and somebody rips it off and puts it all right. over the internet. I can give it about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so thank you for all that news, Sammy. I know that was a mouthful for you. But wait, there's more. There's Diane's going to finish it up because there is so much more and I'm tired of hearing from you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm never tired of Sammy. Okay, well, Adam was so hospitable, I can't believe I'm reading this, uh, <laughs> when Taylor was in Las Vegas that she decided to come back and perform at Rock and Rio's USA Pop Weekend in Las Vegas, the weekend of May 15th and 16th in 2015. Um, now, just a disclaimer, I wasn't actually a host to Taylor Swift while she was here in Vegas. That was sad. Really? Aww, that's I good. know, I know. Although, you know, here's something interesting. Shout out to uh, my employer for actually doing something really, really cool for me. It, when Taylor was here, you guys remember how she filmed that bit before iHeart that got played at the beginning of iHeart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of, like, candid photos of her uh, in the MGM lobby and in the MGM valet area while she was filming that. Well, I happened to just in passing, just random, was like, oh my gosh, a bunch of people are texting me. Apparently Taylor's uh, in the MGM lobby right now. And this is in the middle of a work day for me. And he's like, do you want to go? And I was like, are you serious? He's like, well, I can tell it's really important to you. If you want to go, just go. He's like, if you get to meet her, awesome. He's like, if not, just come back here. Get back to work. My boss would never let me do that. No. So that was super cool. Actually, Adam's my boss. Adam, would you have let me do that? Yes. (laughs) That would be encouraged. (laughs) That would be encouraged behavior. (laughs) But that's pretty cool that she's going to be back here in Vegas for uh, another music festival. This actually, I believe, the first time Rock in Rio is ever going to be making an appearance here in the U.S. It's a huge music festival. Can I say that I'm kind of liking this transition of hers into a full-blown pop star because it opened up her world to a whole lot of you know music festivals that otherwise she couldn't play i mean when she played at cma fest the 
seeing a fest audience wasn't all that happy about it because they didn't consider her country anyway. Yeah. But now she seems to be playing a whole lot more because she's classified as pop, quote unquote, now. And I just, I think that's real cool. Mm -hmm. Dirty pop. The end. Definitely. <laughs> pop all right. Corn. Can I keep going with the news, guys? <laughs> or are we just going to... Okay, anyways. Um, Taylor has teamed up with Subway and Diet Coke. Starting October 1st, you can go into any participating Subway, which I assume is all of them, and to grab a, so, a cup yeah. with a code, go to Subway.com and um, and um, enter the code online, and you will, be, you will be entered to win a meet and greet with Taylor during the upcoming tour. Um, Diane. What? I want to add, when you say you would think it's all of them, I'd say all in the U.S. Because that contest yeah. for the meet That's and greet true. is only open to people in the U.S. 13 and older. That's an important distinction to make. Yeah, and also, when you say grab a cup, and, you and mean like actually Taylor's purchase thing. a drink. I mean stand in line, <laughs> buy a sandwich, and get a drink. There you go. Diane, you got to be clear with these things. Yes. Who's right? Who writes these? Sammy. Samantha. <gasps> that girl. Sammy wrote our news. <laughs> okay. Okay, and then uh, T-Swift Fragrance teased this week about the possibility of a new fragrance being added to the line. Taylor also to told a fan at a secret session last week that there is going to be a new perfume. We're hoping we get one so sooner rather than later. Uh, sign off. Why don't you guys tell <laughs> us your... Yes. <laughs> Why don't yeah, you guys Sammy, tell us what you think about you're that You're 0 for 2 on, on this, Twitter. Sammy. <laughs> I'm gonna fire guys. Sorry, I just dropped the ball this week. What does that even mean? <laughs> Sammy wrote, "Sign off on your thoughts on our Twitter." That's it's a news thing. It's totally a news thing. Please, somebody okay. Google this. What we mean is, tell us what you think about the possibility of this on Twitter. Yes, and what it is based upon is T Swift Fragrance tweeted, "Is there room for one more?" With a series of Polaroid pictures of all of Taylor's past fragrances, Wonderstark Enchanted and Taylor by Taylor. And I would like to say that they apparently, according to these photos, don't consider Made of, Star Made of Starlight to be a perfume. Like, it's just not a thing. Because all of those photos were Wonderstruck, Wonderstruck Enchanted, and Taylor by Taylor. There was, was, there, not, one, there was, was not one photo of Made of Starlight. Was... What was Starlight like? Kind of in um offshoot of her um t of her um t of her um Taylor by Taylor Swift perfume. I mean, I was it was, but it, it's it was just as different as Wonderstruck and Wonderstruck Enchanted. Like I don't mm -hmm. understand. It was a very soft release. It wasn't like a big announcement or anything. No, like they made it seem like it was Taylor by Taylor, but in a di but in like limited edition packaging. Right. But it is a different perfume. It is a totally different perfume. Okay. I don't, I don't know what happened. Well, we'll what be on the lookout for another like vinyl records. <laughs> What's he? What if this perfume smells like vinyl records? That would be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. Would you want to yes. wear that? Is, well, no, it's it would be a woman's fragrance. She's oh. just not making any guy stuff. So it would be like a vinyl record with flowers. Sure. Like with a, a hint of flowers. flowers. <laughs> a flowery vinyl record. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so thank you, Diane and Sammy, for all that news. I know it was a lot. There's also quite a bit coming up on the calendar. As you guys know, pull out your pen and pencil, pen or pencil, so you can write this down. On September 20th, Taylor's going to be performing on X Factor Australia. October 10th, Taylor's going to be on the Graham Norton Show. October 24th. I love it when she's on the Graham Norton Show. That guy is so funny. Just throwing that out there. I was totally in a flow there. I'm just, <laughs> but I had to interrupt because you guys, we really need to watch this because that guy is a genius. Okay. But he's not he, as comedian? funny as Adam is. Hi. Uh, yes, he's from the uh, UK. He's a comedian. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So on October 24th, Taylor is going to be performing at the We Can't Survive concert event in the Hollywood Bowl. And then October 27th, there's absolutely nothing happening. It's going to be a really Except for day. 1989 <laughs> being released. And Taylor performing live on Good Morning America. So you, those those ones at the end, they're kind of big. You don't want to miss out on that. So Those aren't big. What are you talking about? I know. They're nothings. Blink and you miss it. Who needs those 1989 albums? Not me. I do. <laughs> eh, kind of do. Yeah, I kind of want it bad. You want it bad? I want it real bad. Real bad? All right, guys, so let's get down to business here. As I promised earlier in the episode, probably about an hour ago with all that news, I'm not sure how long that just took us, but we're going to be talking about a song I previously thought that we never would be able to discuss. Now, typically, we have a pretty strict policy 
on not doing song analyses on music that has not actually been released by Taylor Swift. The reason being, if she has not released it, but it's somehow, yeah, well, technically it doesn't exist, but somehow it's on the internet, that would be pirated music and is not actually legal because Taylor did not release it. And it's not Although we would pay for it if she did release it. We would. But that should it be noted. Not happened, That's really? true, but for the purposes of this podcast, <laughs> those songs don't exist. Now, there's one particular song that never appeared on an album that has been widely request, requested far and wide, and every single person that writes in requesting this, I have to give them the explanation about pirated music, blah, 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 this whole long spiel of why we can't do it. Until somebody, a listener named James, finally emailed me a counter-argument pointing out the fact that Taylor actually played this song publicly for Billboard and appears on Billboard's YouTube channel, which, of course, we will include in the show notes at taylortalk.org. Thank you to James for this, because I have wanted to do this song since the beginning of time. So I send a huge thank you to James for sending us this. Well, I didn't know this video existed, but like I said, we'll put it up at taylortalk.org slash episode 153. And that song, drumroll please... Is I'd lie. Except, Yay. isn't it going to be in the title of the episode? She's quiet, Sammy. <laughs> they probably forgot. <laughs> they they forgot, Sammy. After all that news you wrote, they forgot. Okay, <laughs> they forgot okay. that they already read the title of this episode. Know what the okay. song is okay. that we're talking about. Okay. okay. So let's uh, give. Who wants to give a brief overview of what the song is about? I do. Sammy do. Oh, God. This is like Sammy's favorite song ever. Is it possible to keep it brief? Brief, Sammy. That's the key word here. Brief. So we can all discuss it. Okay. So basically, Taylor wrote the song um, when she was in high school. And she wrote it for a guy that she had a crush on. And very similarly to the story of our song, she said of this song, this is a song I wrote about this guy I had a crush on who didn't know it. And then I ended up playing it at our high school talent show. It was just really awkward and great. I would also like to point out about this song that this song, contrary to popular belief, although maybe some people don't believe this, is not about Drew. I have done my detective work. Drew was not born on the 17th. So when was Drew born? I don't know that I should say that I know that, but he was not born on the 17th. <laughs> okay. How do you know, how do you know, Sammy, if she performed it for a high school talent show, how do you know she didn't just change the birth date so it wasn't a dead giveaway? Taylor doesn't do stuff like that. Taylor though. doesn't do that. She don't do that. No, she don't play that game. Honest. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's get into the lyrics of it then. Let's dive into the nitty gritty here. Do we have any favorite lyrics we'd like to pull out of this song? Anything that's particularly meaningful? Anything that really sums up the song? Um, I mean, mm. I guess you can say the whole chorus basically sums up the song. <laughs> um, I could tell you his favorite color is green. He loves to argue. Born on the 17th. His sister's beautiful. He has his father's eyes. And if you ask me if I love him, I'd lie. No! What? <laughs> I have my mother's eyes, Taylor. You got that detail wrong. You're also not born on the 17th. Not born on the 17th. I was born on the 7th. I told you she tweaked it slightly. Are your eyes green? My eyes are green, yeah. Are they? So close. But this is his favorite color is green. Uh, <laughs> oh, true that. <laughs> but, Sammy, what, what, about the, what about the lyrics jump out at you? See, you know, sometimes it's hard to do these uh, earlier song analyses because the lyrics aren't quite as complex or in-depth as her newer songs fun though because then like you have to read like the subtle nuances in the song um i don't i mean this the chorus just basically sums up the whole song it's her saying that she knows everything about this guy inside and out like his deepest darkest secrets but she can't tell him how she feels like she can say and talk to him about anything else except for that one thing Mm. that's what i get from it well, then. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I get. I don't really get anything out of the chorus. I think the chorus is purely descriptive and just basically summing up the guy that she's writing about. Like, I don't really think there's any sort of deep meaning behind the chorus itself. Sammy. I wouldn't say there's any deep meaning in this song. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I don't know if we're going to get any... 
um, I don't know. I, I think towards the end of the song, she gets a little bit meaningful. Like, which part are we talking about? Um, first thought when I wake up is, my God, he's beautiful. So I put he's beautiful. So I put on my makeup and pray for a miracle. You see, that part to me just kind of shows how young she was when she wrote this. Because when you're that young and you don't really have that much to do, like you're just you think about this guy twenty four seven. Yeah, but I I don't know that that changes. I mean, you can be 15 or you can be 50. And I think that, you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody or you're infatuated with somebody, pretty much they're always going to be your first thought when you wake up. Steve, do you put on your makeup and think about him when you first wake up? Uh, Negative. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's rephrase that, Steve. (laughs) <laughs> Try to rephrase that to fit your life, Steve. Okay. <laughs> Still don't do it. Nope. No, I don't. <laughs> well okay. then, Diane, what are your favorite <laughs> lyrics in the song? Oh gosh, I don't. I think. Uh... We're waiting on you, Diane. I know. I know. Anytime today would be phenomenal. Oh, oh, this, it, it's, it's, um, like, I guess the, um, the pre-chorus or, or the bridge of the song when she says, um, he, he, he stands there, then walks away. My God, if I could only say, I'm, I'm holding every breath for you. I just think it's really pretty the way she sings that. Yeah. And it just kind of shows like how, how she feels when she sees this guy. Like she just kind of stops. And it's just all about him. I don't know. It's just, it's, I think it's cute. Well, I think that's one of the most important attributes of Taylor's writing. One of the most important things she does is uh, describe the sense of feeling Definitely, in a moment. Yeah. It's not just describing a situation, but it makes you feel what she's feeling. Definitely. And I, I think that that is also spoken to when she sings, he'll never fall in love. He swears as he runs his fingers through his hair. I'm laughing because I hope he's wrong. It kind of the way that she writes it and she's so good at this is that it puts you in that exact situation where you can see her sitting with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can see her sitting with him and you can see a guy doing that. Like, yeah, like, I run you know my fingers saying? through my hair you know all the time. Yeah, you're sure. <laughs> Do you know what line I really like? And I'm not 100 percent sure why it just sort of was like, I really like that. What? Is when she says, doesn't he know I've had him memorized for so long? I'm obsessed with that line. <laughs> well, yeah, I am. like, I, am. I, I can't I can't figure it out because on the surface, it's pretty obvious. It, it's that she knows, like, everything about him. But just the way she words it, saying I've had him memorized for so long, it's an interesting way to describe the fact that she knows everything about him. And he may not even care, which is crazy how that can happen, how you can have one person know know so much and then have the um, other person just be completely unaware. Well, Taylor flipped that on all of us because I know everything about her and she doesn't even know I exist. At least this guy knew she existed. <laughs> yes. I, I kind of, the first line stands out to me, but not for a reason because I particularly like it, although I think it's fine. Um, I don't think that passenger seat has ever looked that good, this good to me. It reminds me a lot of our song and i feel like and we might get into this in a second as to why she decided to not put this on taylor swift and opted to put our song on it instead they're very similar songs and i feel like she kind of had to decide between one or the other i don't know if they're similar though they're about completely different situations i mean they are but i almost feel like they're about the same person just in different stages yeah well, Sammy, as long as you brought it up, let's get into it. Why didn't she ever release this officially on an album, even though she did play it publicly a few times? The only the only reason I can think of is that it was too similar to our song. But why? Um, I mean, it's very naive, but mm-hmm. at the same time, if you listen to this song compared to pretty much any other song on Taylor Swift, they're all pretty naive. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Well, she was young that, when she wrote yeah, them. Yeah, she was very young. They're all very young songs. Um, I don't know. I just kind of, I mean, I prefer this to our song. And I wonder what, not only what my life would be like, but what Taylor's life would be like had she decided to release this rather than our song. Um, 
and I I wonder what it like what her career would have been like if this had been the R song. I don't know if we should see this as as in um instead of kind of song because why couldn't she have done both? Yeah, I don't I know if it's an instead song. of song because uh like just sort of agreeing with Diane on that point because and I can't collect my thought here. Go figure. <laughs> um, oh. Because she has written so many songs that have also not been released ever. Yeah. So I you're mean, well, Sammy. You're kind of going on the assumption here that this was like a finalist for one of the was, albums though. and she just didn't quite make the cut. Yeah, but I, I think part of it is you have to also put in uh, reference the time frame because I believe at the end of this video, this video is actually was uploaded to YouTube. October of 2009 mm -hmm. which is actually after Fearless right and you're talking about the billboard video yes yeah. okay and I think it says actually on the end of the copyright of the the video it, I think it says 2008 so that still puts it in the Fearless time frame and not the Taylor Swift self-titled yeah but if you look at her she looks way younger than in 2008 well yeah. she looks like 2006 <laughs> well hold on I think I found this song when I was a senior in high school. No, when did I find it? No, I was 16. And that was in 2007. So this song is definitely, um, you know, was 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 um, out um, in the world before 2008. Well, particularly because Taylor said that she recorded it. In or not school. recorded it. Sorry, she performed it in, high, in a high school talent show. Yeah. Which is the same time that she performed and wrote our song. Which mm -hmm. she graduated in 2007, right? No, 2008. She was supposed to graduate 2008. in 2008, though, yeah. Yeah. She's class 08. I guess I don't know everything about Taylor. Come okay, on, okay. I, I Actually, there's a little bit more info. Oh, go ahead. It's actually see. looking at the info they have on it. It says, a 16-year-old Taylor Swift performs I'd Lie exclusively for Billboard. So, okay. so it would have been 2000 When she was 16. Yeah. And they just didn't publish it till 2009? Well, I think YouTube, like, even if they published it, they may have published it on their own site, but then later I mean, you, got a YouTube account and put it up yeah. there later. Mm -hmm. YouTube didn't exist until 2007, so. Mm -hmm. yep. so Fascinating. So it is actually older, so I'd be incorrect. Facts with Sammy and Steve. Yes. Yep. Although, Steve, I love how in that argument... You just threw out a point and then countered your own point. It's like you had an argument with yourself. It was amazing. <laughs> what do I need you guys for, <laughs> well, it was right? Like it, yeah, but it was like his thought process, so that's fine. <laughs> All right, bye, Steve. This is Taylor Talk with Steve Ditch. <laughs> okay. That's so, probably what it would sound like if it was only Steve. Quiet. <laughs> probably, yeah. Silence. It would, it would be like a 30-second episode. No, It'd be like, hey guys, this is Steve. Into circles, and it would be a fantastic hour-long episode. What? He would talk about all <laughs> the genres and all the yeah. famous old people that we don't know, country stars. Steve can have a lovely <laughs> conversation with himself going for like four hours. All right, hey, 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 no more Let's ripping on Steve. Into it. Yeah. <laughs> no more ripping on Steve. I need Steve around here. I need a fellow hey, guy. Fired yeah. me today. <laughs> All right, so what else? What else have we got? What else, Steve? Do you have any favorite lyrics you can pull out? Uh, I feel like you're the only one that hasn't gone yet. Well, I, I kind of like the line, "He sees everything black and white." You know, Taylor's always been good of describing colors as part of what she puts in her lyrics. So, mm -hmm. and and I mean that's straight up. Just hey, he's. This is what he believes kind of thing. It's it's kind of cool. I like it. Well, not only that, but Taylor, I think, also sees emotions on a range, like sort of on a spectrum mm -hmm. of emotions, where somebody that sees everything black and white is very like... One or the other is very strong in what they believe in. Strong it, in it's kind of like Sammy with I'd Lie or Our Song. <laughs> like in Sammy's mind it was one or the other making it on the album when really there were probably a lot of other thoughts that went into what goes onto the album out of her catalog of songs mm -hmm. uh, I think that the black and white line also goes back to um, he, the line he loves to argue they're, they're very similar and it's just basically another way of her saying that but more of a Taylor you know creative paints a picture kind of way 
if you ask me about this song, what? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I wouldn't lie. Uh, no, I wouldn't lie. <laughs> so one of my favorite parts of song analyses, director's chair. There obviously is not a music video for a song that was never actually released. So let's make up our own. Diane. No. <laughs> I'm calling the teacher. <laughs> I'm not a teacher yet. Ooh, we should have alter egos on this show. Like, Diane Holy will be the shit. teacher. Steve will be the uh, antique store. What? Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's because he's full of all those old facts about the old country musicians that okay. were popular before So then we wouldn't born. he be a library, not an antique store? Whatever. He's, like, full of the country I'd rather Hulu. be an antique store because they okay. have vinyl records and polo <laughs> and all sorts of other good stuff. And right, Sammy right. will be the motor. What about Adam? Adam is the cool guy. <laughs> That's boring. Maybe you could be like a, a, a sunglasses store. <laughs> sunglasses store? If I'm, if I'm an antique store, you can be the sunglasses store because sunglasses make everybody look cooler. <laughs> yeah, right? like designer yeah. shades to hide your face. So what am I, the car part store? No, you're the motor, as in <laughs> the motor mouth. <laughs> All right, but, but for real, back on topic. So... Diane, you're sitting in that nice, cool chair that has your name on it. You got a baseball cap on and some sunglasses. Wow, fancy! You Um, are the director. I see. I would take the song very um, literally, and then I would probably set it in a high school, maybe a party. There'll be might be a car involved. I would just have it kind of like play by play, like each verse, each you know, just kind of. Um, showing um, exactly what each verse um, talks about. So you basically see the first three Taylor Swift music videos all mushed into Pretty one video? Pretty much, yeah. Well, do you know what? <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, I can't really come up with anything beyond <laughs> that in terms of creativity either because a lot of these earlier songs are just very much... They're very they, high school and very straightforward because yeah. it's they, about They tell life. a story. They, Everything that comes to mind is from the our song music video or teardrops on my teardrops guitar video, mm-hmm. or the car from the picture to burn music video. Yeah. But yeah. here's an idea: what what if this music video was a hundred percent literal of what actually happened? So when you see it start, Taylor's actually performing it at her high school talent show, Ooh. and you just see the awkwardness of the whole thing, and then you see little flashbacks to, you know, when. They run into each other and that kind of stuff. Steve, that's awesome. Steve's brilliant. That's why we keep him around. But I think I see what you're saying. So instead of acting out the scenes in the song, you're acting out the scenes that were going on in real life that resulted in this song. Yes. I like it. Me too. How do you follow that, guys? <laughs> we got to figure out the That's how you first. <laughs> What do you mean who the guy is? Well, so he can play the male character, of course. Uh, or, <laughs> or it can just casting? be somebody similar. I mean, the Drew was not... Um, Drew? <laughs> Drew, yeah. I can't think of his last name right now. Uh, Tyler Hilton. That was not Drew. Like, um, you know? Mm-hmm. So it could be anybody. Hmm. So, Sammy, do you have any ideas for the video? Because I really like Steve's. I think we should make it. I like it. Steve's, too. The only kind of more I could add to that would be, I don't know, it's hard. Because I kind of picture it like an older Taylor, a Taylor telling this story to somebody. I kind of picture, like, a grandchild sitting on a porch listening to a story about, like, how either her grandparents met it's not in the past, so it would be kind of hard, but I guess you could kind of tie Steve's into there and, like, have it be clips of, like, older Taylor telling the story and then have it, like, go into young Taylor at the um, talent show and then do mm-hmm. it kind of that way. That's kind of the only addition I would have to a music video that isn't one of Taylor's first three music videos. That could be interesting. <laughs> add another, um, add another um, element. element. Yeah. 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 Sammy's adding elements. The creativity juices are flowing here. <laughs> or not. <laughs> what else? What else can we add? 
I can't think of anything. I don't know. It's kind of hard because, like I said, I mean, it's very similar in style to, you know, Teardrops and our song and to, even to Picture to Burn, although Picture to Burn is kind of its own thing. But um, so it's kind of hard to make it have an original idea because it's so similar to the other songs, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's why she didn't put it on her um album because it because it had parts that were kind of the same as that's what i'm saying is that it ultimately ended up that she decided she wanted to do our song in teardrops versus i'd lie even though it's basically telling the entire story of which their is, life relationship yeah, which is too bad because i think the song is awesome and i think she it would have it would have been really interesting especially if it did turn out that it was the same guy to have basically their entire relationship saga tied into a little bow onto on her album mm-hmm. it would be kind of really interesting actually cool so do we have anything else on this song because there's not I'll really a whole lot it. to go off of it obviously never appeared on tour it was never on an album there is no secret message like i don't know how in depth we can really take this song are, are we gonna rate it yeah no of course we're gonna oh, okay. rate it i'm just trying to see if like anybody has anything else to say about the song before we move on you know, I think it's very, you know, classically young Taylor. Mm-hmm. The sound is very classically young Taylor. I think it's a, I mean, it's one of my favorite Taylor songs. That's why I was so excited to do this. Um, but I do wonder if it would be one of my favorite Taylor songs had it been released like our song. I'm not really sure. It's because um, you think you're getting something that's forbidden. So you're yeah, like, I have to have it. I kind of feel like it is. And I feel bad saying that. Because Sammy's like a little kid whose mom tells her not to do something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't touch the stove because um, it's hot. But um, I don't know. I love the message of the song, but there are a lot of other Taylor songs that are very, very similar to this. Um, ones that are standing out in my head right now are um, Hey Steven and Stay Beautiful and, you know, those kind of songs. They're very they're very similar in in, in style and in theme. Um, and so it's kind of interesting to compare them, I guess. So in that case, Sammy, since you said you love this song so much, how would you rank it on a scale of one to 13? Okay. Well, first I need to ask it. Are we comparing it to nothing? (laughs) To nothing? No. Steve's right. Like scale of one to 13. It's not being compared to anything. Just how would you rank it? That's so hard to do. I would probably give it an 11 um like i said it is one of my all-time favorite taylor songs um it's actually a song that i knew before i even knew taylor which is odd because it's not a taylor like not that it's not a taylor song but it's not a song that everybody else knows but i knew the words before i knew the words to like our song um do you remember how you found it I just found it online. I couldn't even tell you. Yes, yeah, um, I probably did see the the billboard video and just I don't know. I mean, I could tell you the whole saga of how I found Taylor and that it was That's probably okay. found somewhere in there. <laughs> that would probably that take now. an entire episode of its own. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, we're going to move on to and ask him how he would rank it from one to thirteen. I'd lie if I tell you that I actually like this song. I mean, it's okay. Ouch! That was clever. Wait, though. you don't yeah. like it? How come you didn't say more things during I, the I, I, Actually, before this episode, I've never even heard this song before in my life. Wow. Yeah. So why don't you like it? Uh, it just there's not a lot of substance. I mean, a lot of yeah. earlier Taylor stuff doesn't have some of the the deeper craziness of some of the later Taylor stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I like songs like our song and such, but this one's just kind of okay. So I'll okay. give it a seven. Right. A seven. Got seven. it. Diane? Uh, I'm kind of, oh, this is so hard because when I first heard the song, I loved it. I was like, this is my life. How does she know? Yada, yada, yada. But you were also 16. But I was also 16. So now being older, I mean, I kind of see it for what it is. It's just like a cute song um, about a crush. So I would give it like a 10. Okay. Uh, You know, it's interesting. I was going to go in the 7 to 8 range like Steve based on the fact that it doesn't really have substance and it's just kind of a fun, cute song to sing along to. 
But something Diane actually said makes me want to give it a little bump in score. Oh, really? Yes, really. Wow, wow. You just said it about two seconds ago. Oh, cool. In that you were like, oh my gosh, I love this song, blah, blah, blah. And it, how does she know me and all that? And and we came to the conclusion that's because you were the same age. Yeah. Um, And your thought only changed as you got older. Yeah. So the reason I have to give it a bump up to, I guess I'll, I'll match you on that 10 is because it still has Taylor's ability to relate to her audience. And, you know, something I've learned through all of the writing classes I've ever taken in my entire life through younger school, up through up through college even, they always tell you, write for your audience. Yeah. Like, that's a huge factor in writing, and it really does differentiate between good writers and bad writers and in this case because taylor was able to write for her audience create something you could relate to i have to give it that bump and score except adam the only thing is i don't think taylor wrote this song for the people who heard it i think she wrote it for herself and because she well yeah then diane who was her audience young people no talent show the talent show yeah her audience was the actual guy yes people in that age group she wrote it for her audience yeah okay so that's a quality that good writers possess and therefore based on that i'm giving it bumping it up to a 10 and i think the thing with that is that you know yes it was written for a younger audience so you know like diane said sometimes that situation no longer fits you when you get older but sometimes it still does and so i think that i mean for me that's why i gave it a higher rating because you know i can say i I, I have been in this situation even at 25. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so that's wh- true. while it is still a younger version or younger viewpoint of that situation, it is not a situation that is unfamiliar to you once you hit the age of 18. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Just needed to throw that in there. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't saying that it doesn't still apply to people of older ages, but yeah. it's most applicable to people in the age group she was writing it for. Oh, absolutely. That's that's all I was saying with that. Yeah. So. The, the lyrical content doesn't age well. That's the problem with it. It's not really deep in lyrics as, as some of the other stuff is. Well, neither's our song. Yeah, but our song is the slamming screen doors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but see see that's that's exactly the point though. That song has little has little elements that continue to stay with you no matter what. I don't feel that there's really anything in this song that really makes me remember it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that stands so. out. There's, That's a good point, know. Steve. So, I mean, overall, I think our panel pretty much agrees that it's sort of a, a nice light song to listen to, but it isn't really as in-depth and doesn't contain quite as much substance as some of Taylor's better written songs. So that's oh, probably sure. why she never Especially put it on any even- album songs compared like that are about this exact situation like that having an unrequited love i mean if you compare this song to like stay beautiful like stay beautiful is even more a little bit more in depth than this song is like i don't think anybody's arguing that all righty well love it it's cute little ditty but that's about it (laughs) (laughs) well i hope everybody enjoyed our discussion on i'd lie uh, pretty soon we're going to be having some 1989 songs to Yay! talk about. Um, so so we'll be taking a break from the old songs, moving on to the new. Out with the old, in with the new. Well, we're so, going to have to come back to them at some point. Some point, eventually. Uh, no, we'll definitely come back to the old <laughs> ones after we get through 1989, just like when we blew through the red songs a couple years ago. We went back to old songs like right now. So... I forgot what I was going to say right there. Mini segments. Mini segments. segments. That's not what I was going to say. That's what you should have said. No, I was going to say, (laughs) if anyone wants to contribute their thoughts about I'd Lie, reach out to us and let us know what you think of it. If you disagree, agree, whatever the case may be. Hey, rhymed. I'm a poet. Don't even know it. Mm. So, many segments. segments, guys. You know you're Swifty when and if Swifties ruled the world, where you guys send us in your thoughts. So, Steve, tell us what people are telling us. Okay, the first one comes from Colby Atkins 59 on Twitter. You know you're a Swifty when you make up your own crossword puzzles about Taylor. Oh, cool. That's cool. How do you make crossword puzzles? I know. I want someone to make have me a to, crossword puzzle. You can, you can do you it can online. Yeah, there's there's ways to do that. How cool! Or you that can do it cool. yourself, but you know. 
I bet I could answer all of them. The crosswords (laughs) are the ones that give you a hint and you have to fill in the answer, right? Yeah. Yes. I could totally... I, I, hey, you should make us. You know, send what? us, send us, Col- tweet yeah. us. Hey, Colby Atkin zero five nine, tweet us, tweet us one of your crosswords so we can try it. Yes, please. please can I do the next you. one? Yeah, you can, can read the, next, do the one. next one. Yes. Um, the next one is from Mirab via email. You know, your Swifty went on Spirit Week on Throwback Thursday. You wear your Taylor Swift red shirt, showing that the red era is in the past, and nineteen eighty nine is on its way. No, that makes me want to cry. Why? I love red. Red red was a good era. I like speaking it was, now. I had a good red era, yeah. Loving red was red. <laughs> red is the color of passion, you see. So Oh, oh really? Yeah, so loving red now? was red. Oh. <laughs> but All it is right. weird to think about. I feel like We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together is a new song still, so. It's a good song. Yes, that's just what happens when you become an old guy like me. Two years seems uh, to be the blink of an eye. Yep. <laughs> All right, next one. Mackenzie emailed us and said, you know you're Swifty when you're having a bad day, but then You Belong With Me comes on the radio and it completely brightens your mood. Oh, I love it when that happens. All right, um, this next one comes from Sophia via Facebook, and she says, you know you're Swifty when you fangirl when your assistant principal, uh, with your assistant principal over Taylor Swift when Shake It Off comes on the radio. This actually happened um, earlier today. And she knew all the words and was like, I just love Taylor. How could you not love her? It was great. How cool. That's cute. Very nice. School administrators rocking out to shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This next one comes from Patricia via email. You know, you're Swifty when you're already strategizing and mapping out your route to get 1989 from Target first thing in the morning and still make it to work on time. Ooh. Um, Steve, forgive me, but did you just make up a word? Strategizing, strategizing, strategizing. Yeah, I think is what uh, she said there. Strategizing, I like that. I like <laughs> strategizing. That, that, that's that's a um, George Bush, the former president. <laughs> is, wait, is that true? Yeah, <laughs> he he said strategizing. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, if you are president of the United States, you can make up words that don't exist. <laughs> but. That's actually interesting and something I hadn't even thought about till Patricia emailed in. I'm fortunate enough to have a target right on the way to work, though. Lucky. See, I have to go through some, some effort because I'll be on a sidewalk. So finding a target in Manhattan is kind of hard. It doesn't exist. It's over in the Bronx. Or in know. Harlem. Or in Brooklyn. I'm thinking the train to Brooklyn will be the easiest. Sammy's not going to be on a sidewalk, really. She no, has, I, I really am. She she has to she has to record Taylor talk. I'm not recording. I've already given my vacation hours. <laughs> nice. We don't give vacation time on this show. <laughs> we own you. <laughs> Steve Steve takes the time to record from Studio B in Nashville. Although this is a bad example because now he just went on vacation and ditched uh-huh. us. So I'm owed a vacation. No. <laughs> Sammy, without you, our episodes would be five minutes. You just yeah. fired me five minutes ago. I did not. You know, there, there, there actually was a time before Sammy. It wasn't a very good time, but there was a time. <laughs> Those were the dark days of Taylor Talks so, Past. If we need to, we can. You know, <laughs> we've done it before. We'll return to the dark days. Um, can I do the mini segment now? Even though we're in the dark days. No, Absolutely. we're not. You're still here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Um, you know you're a Swifty when your mom is a directioner and you spend all night proving to her that Taylor Swift is better, but she doesn't listen. I find That's it hard to believe that oh, someone's no. mom is a directioner. How? How? <laughs> how? How? Well, how? the simplest counter to that is the fact that Taylor actually writes her own music and, I don't know, plays music instruments. Like, she's actually a musician and not just a singer. Just throwing that one out One there. Direction is really cute, and they're we're, boys. We're, so. uh, we should be clear that we're not hating on Directioners. If you like One Direction, just no, go no, with, that's that's totally go fine. With God, and go they have ahead. um a lot of good songs too. Diane goes to One Direction concerts. I ha- I have seen them before, and can't understand what they're saying. I <laughs> didn't you see them at the Billboard Awards? No, that- they were the or next just- day. Or no. wait, Billboard? No, no I thought you were talking about That was Five Seconds of Summer, Darling. That was the other No, no, band no, no, from... not this year. When you Last year with Taylor. Didn't no. they perform last year? No. no. Really? I saw them, uh, I don't even remember which 
You saw them at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, Nevada. You came into Las Vegas with your sister and your friend, and the three of you stayed at my parents' house while I was out of town in another direction. (laughs) That's exactly what happened, actually, but I think that was 2012. Um, um, yeah. They really needed to know all that, I'm sure. (laughs) I was just, you acted like you (laughs) forgot, so I was just reminding you. (laughs) Where was I? You're in California, I think. Why are we talking about yeah, this? Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> All right. So the last one, Red T Swift 13 emailed us and said, You know you're Swifty when you listen to Taylor's first album and get nostalgic, even though you only became a Swifty during the Red era. This actually happened to me today. It was really weird. I can That's see okay. that. I, You know what? I love segment, 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 submissions like this. That, you know, showing that people joined the Swifty fandom during the Red Era. We welcome you so hardcore. Like, I just, I love that. I don't know why. Yeah, and I also think it's great that they um, took the time to hear her old music. I was just going to say that. There are a lot of people that don't do that. And and, um, it is hard because there are so many songs before red well do you know what's funny and sammy i think you're referring to the elitists among us who think they're the best taylor swift fans they've because, been there since 2006 and uh, which admittedly not i have not been around that long um, red was actually the first album release i paid attention to speak now was already out when i joined the fan base um but the the thing is is here's the thing here's what I say to the 2006ers that uh, are not as welcoming to those of us who are a little bit newer. Without us and the growth of the fan base, there would still be or there would no longer be a fan base for you to be a part of. So, just pointing that one out. It's very true. It's very true. Us new people we are love, cool. We love everybody. We absolutely love everybody. And like Diane said, major major props to you for going all the way back and listening to you know, things that you have missed and almost doing your research on becoming yeah, a Swiftie. Like, there were we three welcome CDs you. they had to listen and to. And I want to know your real name other than Red Sea Swift 13. Please email us. <laughs> if you would like to stay anonymous, you are going to stay anonymous, though, because we care about your privacy here on Taylor Talk. Just throwing that one out, Sammy. Well, I want to be friendly other than call her Red Sea Swift 13. Like,. Sammy, he or she. He or she has probably a very nice name. (laughs) Hey, Adam. What are are, um, Swifties listening to? Taylor Swift. And? (laughs) Oh, right. So we have a segment here on the show called What Are Swifties Listening To? Where you guys tell us what is on your iPod besides Taylor herself. So at EKL99Swift on Twitter says, Swifties are listening to Little Back... Little back, little black dress by Sarah Bareilles. I love Sarah Bareilles. Yes, okay, she's got a great voice. Can I say something about this? No, Sammy, you've said enough. Let's Steve talk. Okay. I'm just gonna say I like Sarah Bareilles a lot. (laughs) Oh, good. Thank you for the contribution, Steve. Sammy. Um, I listened to this song before we recorded. Um, I don't listen to Sarah Bareilles a lot. I really like Brave, obviously. Yeah, Brave is. (laughs) Um, I need to investigate Sarah Bareilles more. Is that better, Steve? Uh, that's that's not bad. <laughs> I need to investigate her more. Um, but I, what I really like about this song, um, and it seems to be a common theme now with um, pop songs. Taylor has it, and um, Meg, uh, Megan Trainer has this also. Is um, a horn line behind her? And it's kind of, to me, it's reminiscent of, you know, pop songs from the 50s and 60s. And they're now kind of remaking themselves, coming back again Mm -hmm. in pop songs rather than being like bubblegum pop of the song of like the 90s that we've had kind of going since the mid 90s. And I, I really liked it. And I like that. And I liked it. Cool. Yeah. So, so Sammy, you say you like Brave. Yeah. Um, so Sarah Bareilles writes pretty much all oh, of her like, own um, music, but do you songs. know who she wrote "Brave" with? No, who? that's Steve's job. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Jack Antonoff. Hey. Oh. Yep. I didn't know that. Oh, well, what that a great songwriter sense. he is, writing all these songs for other people, including himself. Who did she write love song with? I love that song. I'm not gonna. Write. I don't, I don't, they know what it sounds like. 
<laughs> I was just making sure. <laughs> I, he's trying to kill time while Steve looks this up because I'm is curious that, is that now. What it is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, do I need to keep singing? I, I think Shit. I think just I think Sarah Bareilles was the only one that wrote that song. Yeah, that's that's what I thought, but I do really like that song. Steve, did you fact check? We don't want to be giving false information on here. It's it's from Wikipedia, <laughs> so it must be true. Uh, if it's on the internet, it must be true. So, thank you to EKL ninety nine Swift for suggesting little belt, little black dress, <laughs> little black L. dress. People type your L's by Sarah Bareilles. Diane, don't tell them to type their L's. She did type her L. I'm just not pronouncing it. <laughs> no, because you're confusing them. They're all gonna look for little back dress, and like I can't find this song. Little black dress by Sarah Bareilles. Uh, she's got a lovely voice, and it's and on the Blessed Unrest, right? Is that album. an album? I, I yeah. don't know her album. Album. It's on the right, Steve. Yes, the Blessed Unrest. Alrighty, so go check her out. One more segment before we go uh, that I want to get to. It's called What Would Taylor Do? Where we take a look at hypothetical situations and try and guess what Taylor would do in those situations. Today's submission was a voicemail from Julia, so I'm going to let Julia take it away. Hey, it's Julia. It's Whistle Julie from Germany. What would Taylor do if Swifties or people in general started calling her Becky? No joke. Next time I meet Taylor, I'm calling her Becky. I'm not even kidding. Of course you are, Sammy. But real quick, (laughs) for those who don't know, can you or somebody at least just explain the Becky thing? Yeah. You're not supposed to talk about Tumblr outside of Tumblr. Although is that like an unwritten reference. rule? Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> can't oh, talk please. about Tumblr okay, outside I'm of Tumblr. I'm not on Tumblr. I'm going to yeah, talk about Yeah, but it doesn't Tumblr. matter. So basically, there was a post on Tumblr several years ago that was a very old photo of Taylor, and it told a very long epic saga of this girl named Becky who died tragically doing illegal things. And there was a comment under it that said, no, I think that's Taylor Swift. And the girl, the, the person underneath was like, no, it's Becky. Um, <laughs> And this has gone around Tumblr forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And now that Taylor is on Tumblr, um, Taylor saw it and commented on it about the 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 Twitter shenanigans referring to um, Becky and a few other things. And the other day, Taylor wore a shirt that said, no, it's Becky. <laughs> Which is so funny that she would it was wear great. that. It was fantastic. <laughs> I and, tweeted a photo of it, and I was like, Taylor, Taylor, one, internet, zero. Yeah. And, and and even better, even better, Sammy, is that we can get our own No, oh, yeah. It's Becky oh, yeah. t-shirts in the same color as Taylor, same font and everything. At, same um, gram- grammatically incorrect era. Yeah, e- including the grammatically incorrect it's. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the link for that is teespring.com slash Becky t-shirt. And I want you all to go get that because the way this site works. Wait, are you 100% sure that that's the URL? Can we check real fast? Because I want to make sure we're giving people the correct information. Teespring.com slash Becky t-shirt. And we've all ordered our own. However, the way this website works is if we don't hit a goal of 50 collectively, none of us get our shirts. And I bought one, so I would pretty please like it. So. And we want our shirts. <laughs> so it looks like the uh, listing is at 25 out of so 50 so far. And there, there. Are, there are 11 days left. So, But we should get back to the question, shall we? Yes. Okay. So what would Taylor do if uh, Swifties or people in general started calling her Becky? Anybody, what would Taylor do? She'd probably just she- start laughing. Yeah, I think she would now laugh. Before, like, a week or, not a week ago, like, a month ago, she would have been like, I don't get it. Now, I think she would laugh hysterically. <laughs> Somebody and should legit, do that. Somebody did. Yeah. Oh, oh, my really? gosh. What like, I can't remember, but I could have sworn somebody did, and Taylor just laughs. Like, I wish we had a more clever response to this question, because it's a really funny scenario, the whole uh, Becky thing. I think really the answer is just Taylor would laugh about it. I think she'd go with it. Like, I okay, I would not be surprised if people started calling her Becky. If on the 1989 tour, Taylor came out and said, hey, guys, I'm Becky. Instead of, <laughs> you know how she always comes out and it's like, hey, I'm Taylor. Like, she always introduces herself. I don't think I she'd do that because that would confuse people. I can see her doing that the last night of tour. Yeah. Like, as like a. Um, like a funny joke. Yeah. A prank. 
Yes, mm-hmm. thank you um, for praying for being like, hey, I'm Becky. <laughs> it would be so funny. It would be funny. So <laughs> thank you, Julia, for leaving us a voicemail. We love hearing your beautiful voices. Anybody that else that wants to send a voicemail, you can always do so at taylortalk.org. You know, there's send voicemail button on the side there or you can dial in area code 24031swift now we do have ton of ways that you can contact us rather than um letting you sit here for the next 10 minutes while i rattle them off there's one link you have to remember and that is taylortalk.org slash contact and all of the methods of contact are there you can reach out to us to submit mini segments, give us feedback, whatever you want to do, even just to say hi. Some people actually do do that, and I love it. And I email back every single one of you. It sometimes takes a while, but I email back every single one of you. And love to hear from you guys. Go get your Becky t-shirts, teespring.com slash Becky t-shirt. We will see you all next week because for episode 153 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, this has been Adam. Diane. Sammy. And Steve. Saying have a great week, guys. We'll see you all next time. Go buy your Becky t-shirts. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.